Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. Is there a way to get help if you have a good number of follicles, but the eggs don't mature and don't respond to IVF medication? That is a tricky problem. It's a sort of problem that I I do get referred patients for a second opinion on because particularly doctors who the type of medication being used, uh, the hormonal background, and then the length of time between giving the trigger injection and the actual collection of the eggs. Uh, if you have immature eggs, we tend to prolong that time in the hope that um, it's more, uh, more exposure to the, 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 the trigger drug will allow a better maturity. Uh, one of the areas that, that our people are working on is whether we can actually mature them longer in the, in the, in the dish before we try and fertilise them. And, and certainly the, there is data out there suggesting that while we normally inseminate eggs at about two or three hours after they've been collected, it is possible to wait much longer and get good uh, quality eggs, embryos, sorry. What impact does infertility have on psychological well-being? As somebody who's on the phone today uh, with a lady who is almost hysterical, um, I can tell you it can have an incredible impact on emotions. And there have been multiple studies on the psychological impact of infertility itself and also going through an IVF cycle. What we know is that wanting to have a baby is a, a a deep inbuilt driver for women not every woman by any means but for many many women it's the one thing they feel that they when they came and come into the world to do is to have a baby and when that is blocked by whatever problem with their infertility it's incredibly difficult to accept Um, i've got a number of patients at the moment in their in their mid to late 40s which is one of the ones i was talking to today who are so desperate to have a baby that they'll do virtually anything to, to make it happen. The IVF cycle in itself, when uh, even if you're not old, <laughs> but you're having IVF, is, is demanding from a psychological, emotional point of view. To some extent, sold by the media and you know, up to a point by websites and that you know, having IVF is the, the panacea. You'll get pregnant because you can have IVF. But when we talk about success rates, even in the best clinics, in younger women, the best we can do is something like 40 to 45% chance. In other words, you've got less chance of being pregnant after that first embryo transfer than being pregnant. But every woman or, uh, that goes into an IVF cycle believes they will be in the positive group, the 
the 40 to 45% group. So when that doesn't happen, when you hit the 55% fails, that's like falling off a cliff because your expectations have been crushed. Even worse than that in one sense, that what the cycle involves for those that have been through it will know that when you start a cycle, you may be vaguely realistic that this may or may not work. But you go and come to the first blood test and the blood level, the hormone levels are rising appropriately and the nurse is saying, that's good news, your, your blood levels are going up. And then we do the first scan at about eight or nine days into the cycle and there are follicles there which, which should have eggs in. And then you come back two days later and they've grown beautifully. And so the expectation that you're going to be successful has been enhanced. We get to the stage of uh, collecting the eggs and yes, there were 10 follicles. We've got 10 eggs out. That's excellent. Your egg collector will tell you that that's great news. Um, and again, you go home hoping that things will be good, but, and, but believing they will be because so far everything has gone to plan. Your husband or partner produces a sperm and the eggs are inseminated. And the next morning the sinus rings you and says, well, of those 10 eggs, eight of them are fertilized. Again, you go, yeah, that's great. I'm going to be pregnant. I must be pre going to be pregnant. We watch the embryos in the next five days grow on to become a blastocyst. And the expectation out of eight eggs is that we'll get two blastocysts. We get to day, you get to day five, and yes, there are two blastocysts, two beautiful embryos with three or four hundred eggs and cells in each that look perfect. We put one of those back. Now the pain begins. We have put back an embryo that has, at best, a 40 to 45 percent chance. But it's a, it's a wonderful embryo. It's an A, B grade embryo, excellent embryo. We know we're going to be pregnant. Ten days then elapse, which women tell me are the worst 10 days of their lives. Am I pregnant? Am I not? Am I pregnant? Am I not? And then the news. You go for your blood test. You haven't had a period yet because you're taking hormones to make sure you haven't had a period, even if you're not pregnant. Do the blood test and it's negative. Picking yourself up from that is a real challenge to you, your partner, and the people who look after you. Because you've built up to an expectation that it's going to be and then it isn't. It's not surprising it's been called the, the roller coaster of IVF. Then the questions uh, arise. First of all, women feel guilty. Did I do something wrong after having such a beautiful embryo? Should I, should I have stopped running at the gym? Should I have had a bigger, longer rest? Should I have stopped work? Should I, should I, should I? None of those make any difference whatsoever, but that's what there's a natural human reaction, that guilt that maybe you're responsible for the failure. Then we go through the process of what next. And that's where a good doctor comes into play, coming and talking to him, going through what happens, what, what we can do with the next cycle and potentially picking up the pieces and, and going again. So the psychological impact of infertility itself, that inability to have the baby that you so desperately want and then we layer on top of that the process of IVF which is certainly full of emotional hurdles to go through and don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu 
Thank you for listening to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.